0: Hello, and welcome to Horror. This is a podcast in which Lee and Adam take their friend Chris on a journey through horror cinema. New episodes are posted every two weeks, and you can follow us at SoundCloud, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Please post any questions with the hashtag... Ask Welcome to Horror, and the gang will answer them on the show. Before we begin, two warnings. There will be both swearing and spoilers in abundance, so we recommend that you have watched the movie being discussed first. Thank you for listening. five, the dream child. It's just, it's just, yeah. yeah. Well, go good, with good sequel names. You
1: know. I like that. <laughs> right, evening everybody and welcome to horror. I'm Adam. Oh. <laughs> it's been a while. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got to keep that in. Yeah, I was going to say, Stop recording so,
2: anything you cut out, just put it into a cut it out yeah. file and yeah. see what you end up with. That's not a bad idea. So I'm
1: Lee, actually. I'm Adam, definitely. (laughs) And I'm probably Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, yeah, we're exhausted. Uh, We've just come out of watching the original House on Haunted Hill, the Vincent Price one. I think we should probably just dive straight into it, because we've done a... Preambly episode, so yeah. we just Don't dive into
2: the vat, though.
1: Don't dive into the vat of acid, that'd be Yeah, terrible. I mean
0: that—that's that. If anything's a hazard, isn't it? You had health and safety round. They'd want little yellow. They'd want yellow hazard warning the tape round. around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe a little rail that says danger, acid.
2: Just right for you to trip over that.
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, have to. What we'll do is we'll put a, a smaller barrier saying danger. <laughs> There's a warning bar- uh, danger <laughs> barrier. Danger <laughs> barrier. Tripping hazards. Um, and yeah. And I, th- I think that's the only way. We're, we're here because of. Uh, this is our first film from the 50s. Yes. Mm. As we discovered. That yeah, we following
1: Dario's question. Yeah. yeah.
0: That we hadn't done a 50s film as yet. So. We haven't
1: done William Castle either, so this is mm. our first in- uh, Chris's first introduction to William Castle. Yeah. So that's he was the director? He was. Oh, yes. Um, Alexa. What is the plot of House on Haunted Hill?
2: House on Haunted Hill is a 1959 horror film starring Vincent Price, Carol Lomart and Richard Long. A millionaire offers $10,000 to five people who agree to be locked in a large, spooky, rented house overnight with him and his wife. Its runtime is one hour, 15 minutes. It has an IMDb rating of 6.9 out of 10 and is rated X.
1: Thank you.
0: So they were locked in a large <coughs>
1: house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very strange timing from her there. I don't quite know what she was up to. Look,
0: at least she didn't give us, like, the yeah, totally. stats on pissing Barry Chuckle.
1: <laughs> yes, that's true, yeah. Oh, God, what was that all about? Um, I no idea. Yes, so I love this film because it's fantastic. It looks beautiful. Vincent Price, William Castle... Can't it's one of the few films that turns out to not be supernatural that I still really enjoy, and it doesn't damage the film for me. Mm. Um, what did you
2: make of it, Chris, on your first viewing? Well, I do like Vincent Price. I'm definitely getting used to him. So is this the second? Did we say the third? He was this is our I think it's, it's our second isn't it it says we did
0: Tales of Terror I don't think so, so that's where Vincent Price haven't we? no I think that was it
2: that was the Edgar Allan Poe adaptions didn't he went into a a sort of death state and there were, uh, there were different stories. So one
1: of them, he died and right, the, the yeah. guy wouldn't let him That's die because he was hypnotised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. was also yeah, Basil, a wine Basil taste. Basil Rathbone. Yeah, okay.
0: Then wine, t- wine tasting with Peter Lorre. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. if anything, if I saw that later, at night on digital, I'd watch that. Oh, yeah,
1: I'd totally stream that.
0: Do you know what I discovered the other day? Go on. Well, actually, the, I mean, I like to think I'm a connoisseur of digging up shit.
1: <laughs>
0: Liquid science. Giza from the Wu Tang Clan doing twenty-minute episodes about various bits of science.
1: What? No, that's yeah. not a thing. It's
0: it's real. It's on Netflix. I watched space exploration and uh, the underwater world. So it's aimed at adults. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's just Giza going around and talking to her, But obviously, because of liquid souls, it's liquid science. Because it took me a moment. With that I was like, why is it called it? Ah, calls. Cool, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's just him going around and asking people, like, in his wu Tangy way, about science and shit. How interesting. I need to see that. It's bizarre. It really is. But it's also genuinely good. Because he's genuinely interested. (laughs) Yeah. They've obviously come to him and said, do you want to do a show? And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing Pimp My Fucking Ride or something like that. (laughs) I want to do something clever. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Because genius was his anus as well, wasn't he? I suppose it's like, yeah. Got kind of live up to that, he
1: couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> yeah. do Hoop Hoop last. <laughs> but I digress, sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, so really like Vincent Price. Um, I like the story, yeah, so, so I thought it was good. The twists were great fun. Yeah. Um, particularly how pleased he, uh, Vincent Price seemed to himself after yeah. using the skeleton to... To push her in the vat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, nice twist that it was the doctor uh, working with his wife to try and get his money. Um, and I, I do, I quite like the different characters. What was that one we saw where they'd stayed in a house? Oh.
0: Um, uh,
2: did she get attacked by a cat? Oh, yeah. the, yeah, was uh, the haunting? Oh, no,
0: oh it's, it's um, Haunt of Hill House. Uh, that's uh, it, Haunt, uh, The legend of, of Hell house. house.
2: Sorry, so, yeah, this is,
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a minute there, I was like, "Did we watch the haunting?" And I've forgotten all about it. But yeah, no, No, because that would count
2: was... as fifties, I think. Yes, yeah, so th- yes, I think you're right. But wasn't it was it was similar, similar. wasn't it? Someone oh, paying, yeah, 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 people to stay there, and there was the guy who was in the lead, yeah, room or something. At yes. the end,
0: yeah, it was the millionaire was paying for them to research because yeah. <clears throat> because it was the only haunted house, okay, and he wanted to prove there was life after death. Yeah, because it was dying. Like,
2: yeah um Yeah, but yeah, that was. Um, yeah, so far. Yeah, so reminiscent of that but that came after this, I suppose. Yeah.
0: Um, there's a there's a lot of house what based, house. Yeah, <laughs> but, but there's a lot of ones where it is group goes to haunted house, isn't it? Yes. There? There's the 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 haunting which is obviously like the sort of the ultimate version of it. Hmm. There's this, there's Legend of Hell House. There's the various remakes and
1: Hell Knight, Night of the Demons. Yeah, there's a lot of it because
0: it's even less. Like, it's even in The Simpsons, isn't it? There's a yes, Govern stay at the house and you get a because re- it's also that as well. And I don't know, <coughs> I don't know if it comes from something traditional or it's something as basic as dares. Yeah, yeah, like when you're a kid, sort of thing, where it'd be like, go and stay in the haunted house. Yeah, I dare you to, like you, you know, which again is a horror film staple of like teenagers going to haunted
1: houses. going to say, when I was how old was I? Uh, Thirteen or fourteen? We did that so night. Like twenty six. Yeah, <laughs> where we all got dared four of us to spend the night in a in St Andrew's graveyard oh yeah in the yeah. church and we spent Halloween night in there on a dare mm-hmm. and it's that's, that's not a house it's not a house mm-hmm. but, but it, is and it is a graveyard Halloween with tons of a, dead people yeah <laughs> but yeah I think I'm just surprised we didn't get nicked <laughs> yeah. I'm especially on Halloween yeah <laughs> you think there'd be police patrol you think you'd be on
0: cemetery watch on Halloween <laughs> wouldn't yeah you? but might we are probably too busy down in Pink Forest resting Satanists
2: <laughs> but um,
0: but, but yeah, so I, think I suppose it there's a sense
2: right? of of houses have they sort of take on people dying in them, and then you might feel like you know something happened there. Yeah, it's I think got a bit of their soul. It's it's well uh,
1: actually that's something we've got to watch the Stone Tape, haven't we? Do you know? I was just thinking that as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, it's like Stone Tape theory. Do we do Stone? We'll think about it later. Yeah, we have got to
0: decide on the next film at some point. But but yeah, it's that. I think it is just haunted houses are forever. Hmm. Or haunted haunted places. But then it's having to live in that. Yeah. You know, having, having to... But, I, I mean, it's like... Um, I mean, even now, um, there's... I think it's... I think there are genuine laws in America about real estate agents having to... Disclose if there's a haunting. Yeah, which is borderline mental. Yes, because basically you're just saying a nutter lived here. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or a prepubescent girl with telekinetic powers lived
2: here. <laughs> Did didn't that happen in uh, American Horror Story? That house, that's the one that I. Oh yes, yes, that's that's the haunted house, isn't it? Murder murder house, rather.
0: Yeah, actually, that is coming back uh, this year, and it's called American Horror Story: Apocalypse.
1: Okay.
0: And the picture, like the the thing they've got advertising it, is a bright red baby, like sort of uh, like well, a bright red fetus, Hmm. and with like a demon hand pointing towards it. Okay. I was wondering, because you know how American Horror Story sort of is increasingly more wrapped up with itself across the different series. Yeah. I wonder is it the kid that was left with Jessica Lang's neighbour in that first series? Because isn't that kid meant to be the Antichrist? Do you know what? It was so long ago yeah. that I watched
1: that first season. I But at the even very
0: remember. end of it, I'm certain because it's like the the mum gives birth, but then she doesn't. She die in childbirth, and basically by the end of it, every fucker's dead. Yeah, and and trapped in the house. Yeah, and the baby is left with her to look after, and it's kind of meant to be that it's a it's like the Antichrist or something like that. So I wonder if they're gonna. Tr- Link it back to that. Probably okay. absolute horseshit, but it was mm.
1: just a thing that yeah. came up. But yeah, it's yeah. back in September, I think. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Oh, definitely. Just like us. That, you See, only, yeah, Only, yeah, only yeah. the good stuff turns up in September. <laughs> just in time for Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: So overall, it was very entertaining, very hmm. good. Um, but there might be a couple of bits that you could help me with. Um, so there are some plot holes. Okay. I'm not, gonna, not gonna. Oh go yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, so yeah, the. Uh, the caretakers that appeared to be like ghosts, yeah. but then they were shown as definitely not, then they disappear, but then why did the woman just sort of appear to glide and come out and I just, just it's just it? yeah okay. I
0: think it's skateboards,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's an
0: early example of like skateboarding yeah. uh, skateboarding blind who l- lest we forget are they're a very important <laughs> demographic in hollywood. <laughs> okay. um, but I think it's that impressionist thing though as well, where it's like, it's how it's suggested that that if you want to sort of try and smarten it up, you could say that's how she, she perceived,
2: perceived yeah, at that point. Yeah, she's although a bit scared by it, yeah.
0: Quite what she's doing, doing the full like oh, make I myself look up. big, yeah, yeah. claws up thing, and then just walking through. it. That's, yeah, she's weird. Mm, okay. And the the, the, the the butler's weird. Also, they're called Mr. and Mrs. Glides. Oh, really? Which, which I only noticed when I was looking at the like cast list. Yeah. And it's like, is that why?
1: Is it they're the oh. glides? <laughs>
0: and so she just glides out <laughs> the room.
1: Again, I think I, like you, yeah, sort of assumed it was just that she saw her but her perception of it because yeah, it was she was in such a heightened state than, yeah, was that it appeared
2: enough. far more. But again, I could just be making excuses well, well, for yeah, yeah. old-timey well, filmmaking. Well, reasonable to do. Uh, but I suppose that is, it's, it's a little hard for me to get over those. I think because so much of that is used in a spoof way, Yeah, that it's just that's how I see it and mm. I've got to think... You know how was this in the fifties? You know, you probably wouldn't view it quite the same way. So, so, yeah, just a few bits like that. I think it's similar as well. The way, like, so the women had died, but then they're all like, "Oh, good night," and we're just going to our rooms. And it's like, I think <laughs> after that that happened, you'd probably be like, oh, "We're just gonna sit in the <laughs> we're all gonna room sit together with the guns yeah. pointed at." The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but you know, well, I guess they're quite English. You know, let's all be polite and go and have a nice rest. And then there's also, uh, yeah, the guy, what's his name, the doctor. Sorry, not doctor. The the pilot, Lance yeah. Lance, yeah, and he locked her in because his room was connected to hers. Yeah. He went out, but then he just went back into his room, which I, I'm um, assuming yeah. she should have locked. Yeah, because, I, was, yeah. I noticed uh, that, yeah. You know,
0: Not only that, but also just a bit much trouble communicating, do you know? I mean. She... <laughs> As it turns out, he's probably all right. But also, yeah. mind you, he was dead he did, he, Yeah, he did yeah, see he was, a bit. Yeah. He was like, shouldn't someone sit with her? Yeah. <laughs> shouldn't someone sit with her and rub her hand and say, grab over this. Well, well, so I <laughs>
2: he, was, he was doing such a good job of her. He was so charming at first. And he even managed to keep her in the cellar by pushing the door shut. As you are like, no, I'm going out. And then he did again. And he managed to keep her down there. But then, at the, just at the point where he could have completely had a, you know, mm. however he wanted, and he jokingly said to her, no, you're mental. That yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. And that was it. She stormed off. It's like, yeah, you're charming right up to the point and <laughs> then you've just lost
0: I think what I love is the fact that there is, that, the, that it does have that uh, wonderfully of its time element of, is that hysteria? Yeah. It's hysteria. It's definitely hysteria. Oh, yeah. oh no, you sent her mad! <laughs> she's a nutter because oh, she's yeah. got a fanny. <laughs> and, but also just the fact that it was like, would you like a sedative? I mean, wish yeah. you'd the yeah. you? Yeah. you like to say, stop handing them out like sweets, stock You're the problem. <laughs> yeah. no, I
2: suppose the only thing you could say, he was really trying to show, look, I'm not trying to manipulate her into shooting him. Yeah. yeah
0: he was... Actually, that's a bloody good point. Mind you, what, he could have given her anything speed. That's true, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. He was, I mean, let's face it, he was clearly untrustworthy. Yeah. That, it, it was. <clears throat> I, yeah, I do find that it, it does have a lot of plot holes now. So, like, when they were trying to freak her out, so the hanged woman was suddenly outside her room, despite the yeah, fact that nobody well to get, get outside the house. Yeah. And then... Yeah, um, yeah that's true. And then they hung uh, her... And did the they do the rope that yeah. was haunted. Again, you imagine you could probably arrange some
2: kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, you yeah, need to print some price for that, because he's the one with the Yeah,
1: skilled. with the... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, and when they hung her at the top of the stairs... Mm. So they hung her at the top of the stairs again just to freak her out. And they were pretty she quick ran in doing out that. screaming the entire time. Mm. Mm. Nobody heard her scream, scream yeah, but they heard the organ the, from yeah. downstairs. <laughs> I think I heard footsteps. <laughs> and a I mad mean, bitch running up and down the hall, screaming at the top of her lungs it yeah. seemed to have yeah. been yeah, yeah, three but, foot outside your door. Yeah, but they've probably ignored that. It's like, oh,
0: there she goes again. <laughs> Women. Yeah. <laughs> <It's
2: hysterical>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Women and their wounds. <laughs> Um, right, yeah. it was it was good fun.
1: It's so, that's that's the point yeah. I think it is. I think with all William Castle films, that is yeah, yeah. They're definitely
0: they, it is it's a ghost train.
2: Yeah. yeah, so that that was it. That yeah. would like you could imagine that as a real you know yeah. themed house or something that you went to. Oh yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, so like Disney's haunted mansion type. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Um. So William Castle used to. Oh, oh God, William Castle. So. He used to have gimmicks for a lot of his films. So the gimmick for this film was that in the theatres, when they showed it, they would have a skeleton on mm. a wire. Okay. And well, that, at the point yeah, at which it. the skeleton comes out, the skeleton would literally fly over the audience mm. in the, the theatre. This was, this was described by William Castle
0: as filmed in emergo. <laughs> as in emerging so it was Emergo, okay. and they'd fly the they'd fly the skeleton out of the the, the thing is as word got around because what because obviously the distribution system was quite different yeah so yeah. you know they'd only have a limited run of uh, limited run of prints so they'd go and play a few theatres and then they'd move on to different towns and play those so William Castle would often have like people you know could get it organised it wasn't like nationwide they had to have skeletons appearing out it'd just be like a select few maybe sort of 20 odd local ones or whatever Mm. like that but also because the film would run for a week and a half or whatever like that um, kids got aware that there was a skeleton that came out in the thing so they used to go so afterwards they went back and watched it again which is no loss to William Castle he's doing quite well out of it like that but they'd turn up with like BB guns and catapults Mm. and just blow the shit out of this skeleton Mm. so like, none of those survived. I think they were just, like... They were literally just, like, Halloween decorations. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they had red-lit eyes. Oh, nice. Um, I suppose just because, you know, again, in
1: a, in a darkened cinema, you've got to mm. have something yeah. sort of impactful, but, yeah. But... He also... Um, so, that there was also a movie called The Tingler. <laughs> uh, in which... It, it's a, So, the tingler is a thing that lives in your spine... This is his other film with Vincent Price. Yes. So yeah. And it's also a very good film. But the idea is it's if when you get scared it tightens and eventually it kills you. Mm. And the only way to release the pressure is to scream as loud as you can. And in the middle of the film there's a point at which they suddenly shout the tingler is loose in the cinema, and what they did was they had a, sli- a like a light electric current running no, through wasn't. the seats. I found out that was lovely. a myth. I oh, out, really? I found, out, I found
0: out that was a myth. Yeah, because Vincent Price, because in the film, Vincent Price gets a mute, doesn't he? Yes. So he gets a mute woman and scares the fuck out of her to, uh, to study the tingler, yeah. because obviously she can't scream and kill the tingler off. And at one point, Vincent Price goes. The tingler is loose in the theatre, scream for your lives, mm. like down the barrel, like down the camera. Um, but what he'd got, he'd bought, I and mean, this is impressive, he'd bought some military surplus airplane wing de-icers, which were basically big vibrating machines yeah. that would crack the ice off the off the wing. Yeah. basically punt it on like that. So that's what it was. It wasn't electrical current. It was oh, just it was vibrating. Vibration. But, it but it just... Yeah. But, but we're talking military surplus. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're heavy duty. Yeah. And, yeah, so the seats would go... And, and so people were screaming and, and so... But that would... But like you said, he only had to do a few seats. Yeah. And it would set people off. And once somebody
1: screamed, everybody else would scream. Yeah. And yeah. you
0: get the effect. yes. Yeah, because John Waters, um like the film director John Waters, who is a massive William Castle fan, he, when The Tingler played, he used to go to the cinema early to find the buzz seats, mm. so he could scream. <laughs> and, and as he said, it's not n- not necessarily just fandom that did that to him. Yes. I think well, that, he just enjoyed having his butt buzzed. That, that has
2: made me think, though. Has there ever been a horror film and somebody died in the cinema while watching it? There have been. And funnily enough,
0: this goes into one of Castle's other gimmicks.
2: It uh, does. Because that got, seems like, you know, yeah. that's almost what he was going for.
0: Yeah, there's his first... Because what happened was is he uh, he, was, he did a few films for, I think it was Paramount, like just working as a director. Uh, yeah, oh no, here we go. Yeah, when he was 23, he started working at Columbia Pictures. Where he got his first directing jobs, and he got a reputation for being quick and under budget, which obviously mm. just is marvellous. You know that was sure. Roger but Corman all over again. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But then he got—he um, wanted to do his own stuff. He was sort of—he didn't want to just do films for hire, sort of thing. Mm. So he wanted to do his own stuff. So he mortgaged his house. And his first independent film, like just with him producing and directing and everything, was called Macabre. To publicise the movie, he took out a policy with the insurance underwriters Lloyds of London um, that if any audience member died of fright during a screening, their next of kin would receive Mm. $1,000. He arranged for people dressed as nurses to be present in the lobby of the cinema and a hearse on standby outside mm-hmm. and the film just fucking <clears throat> it was just such a brilliant bit of like publicity yeah. sort of thing that the film did really, really well and then he got to do other films and but he kept the gimmicks going. So he did like House on Haunted Hill with Amergo, the
1: Tingler, that was called Percepto. Um 13 Ghosts, which again was remade. I have hmm. this upstairs on video and it comes with 3D with, glasses. With the viewer. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, because yeah, this was filmed in Illusiono. Uh, audience
0: members were given special ghost viewer slash remover glasses, or cars rather, with blue and red cellophane viewers. And you hold them up, and the bits where the ghosts are in the film, uh, the rest of the film is black and white, but yeah. it's shot with a blue filter with the ghosts in red. So you could watch it without having to put the, like, the viewer up, and you could kind of see the ghosts. But if you watch it through the red cellophane, the ghosts are really clear. And if you watch it through the blue cellophane, you can't see the ghosts at all. So it's kind of like if you're too scared of the ghosts mm. in 13 mm. ghosts, you can remove them just in case, you know. Yeah, so, I, I was so excited when I bought that on DVD. That is brilliant. It's I'm so awesome. impressed with that. Um, yeah, so yeah. So he did this. Uh, Funnily enough, Tingler is the same year. It's 1959 again. Oh, really? So he right, did he the, both of those films in, in 1959. he needs to put more effort in. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> not a hard worker at all, this lad. <laughs> 13 Ghosts was 1960. Homicide, who in 1961 had a fright break. Now, this is brilliant. I've got this abstract. This is on the
1: box set. Yeah, I've oh, not watched
0: God. it yet. With a 45, it has a 45-second countdown before the climax of the film. Audience members who were too frightened were told they could leave in this time and get their money back. So, again, back to the old days of cinema, you could just go in at any point. You bought your ticket, you went in, and it didn't matter. They, they would let you in. If you were in the middle of the film, fuck it, you were in the middle of the film yeah. and you just sat there and watched it. You could, watch, you could sit there all day and watch the same film over and over again. They really weren't that sort of... It wasn't how it is now. So, again, audiences got wise. So they watched the film, then they'd watch it the second time, Go out during Uh, the second fright break and get their money back. (laughs) So William Castle had different coloured tickets printed Ah. for each showing. So if you try to if you try to give the yellow ticket during a green showing, you you, didn't get your money back. Yeah. But still, people were doing refund. Still, some people were going and getting the refund. Yeah. So William Castle then came up with Coward's Corner. When the fright break came, a set of yellow footprints were lit up in the aisles and you had to leave your seat in full view of everyone. (laughs) In the lobby, to claim your refund, you had to sit in a yellow cardboard booth marked Coward's Corner where a nurse took your blood pressure to make sure you were okay and you had to wait for the rest of the audience to come out before you got your refund. They walked past you and here's the best bit when the, audience, the, the rest of the audience left, a tannoy announcement blared out, watch the chicken, watch him shiver in Coward's Corner. <laughs> and then you had to sign a yellow card that stated, I'm a bona fide Coward. And it's just like, that's that, that is that's genius. He's yeah, yeah. you know, like...
1: an absolute master of yeah. the <laughs> art of making making a spectacle of your film. yeah. It's... Mm.
0: That, I mean, that just the sort of thing is like, yeah, no, no, no we'll, we'll have them. We'll have them. We'll yeah. Because it's not only that, but also it's a lovely thing where it's like smart ass. Right, I'm going to be a smart-arse. Yeah. (laughs) Then he did Mr. Sardonicus in 1961, which has a pre-climax punishment poll. There's supposedly two endings. The audience were given cards with glow in the dark thumbs printed on them and were asked if Mr. Sardonicus lived or died, so you give it thumbs up or thumbs down. Castle claimed he filmed an alternate ending. It was meant to be that you would get one or the other on the vote. But apparently, no audience ever did, like, the mercy vote. So <laughs> everyone just said, Mr. Sardonicus <laughs> has got to die. And the other ending was never shown. So, yeah. Suppose it... I, I mean, that's... John Landis talks about that on Clive Barker's A.Z. Horror. And yeah. it's just him going, and we're all morons and we're saying, thumbs down, thumbs down. There is no other ending. <laughs> um. He did a he did a fancy comedy film called Zots, which had a magic amulet. So he had magic amulets made up for the audience, like were just handed out. Um, and apparently, the the plastic like ones that were given out to the audience were exact replicas of the ones used in the film, except mm. they had a hole at the top so you could make it into a keyring, <laughs> which is just good ideas. Mm. He did a film called Straight Jacket, and at this point. His financial backers said, Please don't use gimmicks to promote this film. Uh, uh, Joan Crawford was in Homicidal, Mm -hmm. so he sent her out to promote the film, like you know, just talk like a little talk before the audience or whatever, like that, which was considered somewhat more classy than his usual gimmicks, and then. William Castle's bottle went and he had a load of cardboard axes printed up that he all would give out to the audience <laughs> as well. Because he wasn't happy then. And then the the last, fi- the last film he produced was a film called Bug. And he claimed he'd taken out a million dollar life insurance policy for the film's star, Hercules the Cockroach. <laughs> so he was just, this was just him. Now, I, I don't know, I didn't know about this. I mean, he was orphaned at eleven. Um, when he was thirteen, he went to see Bella Lugosi and Dracula, like the play of Bella wow. uh, of Dracula. Got obsessed with it and kept going and watching it. He like went and saw it over and over again. Eventually, he got to meet Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi was so impressed with him, he recommended him to be like a stagehand or like an assistant stage manager when the play went on tour. Hmm. Now, William Castle at this point is fifteen. Wow! And so he drops out of high school and goes and does the play. This then leads him to go and work on Broadway, hmm. where he basically does everything. At some point, he's a stagehand, he's a set builder, he's a stage manager, he acts, and finally gets to direct plays. Wow. So he really sort of like learnt his craft from like just being on the job the whole time. Yeah. Um, also, he was born William Schloss, so he changed it to Castle, um, which but. Castle in Germany, Schloss. Yeah, Um, but uh, he's often appears in the films doing cameos or introductions, doesn't he? He Turns up on. um, But he also did the. He had like Alfred Hitchcock. He had a signature silhouette, Mm. which is him sitting in the director's chair with a cigar, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but again, that was because he really liked. He loved Hitchcock, and Mm. thought he was great. This is something I was fucking completely unaware of. And you, you may have heard it, Lee, I don't know. In 1939, he leased Orson Wells's Stony Creek Theatre and hired uh, German actress Ellen Schwanecker to star in a production. There were objections from the act- Actors' Union Equity that a German national couldn't star over an American unless the play was originally uh, performed in Germany. Mm. So, Castle revealed that the play he was putting on was a lost German play he'd discovered and translated called Das ist nicht der Kinder, which is, this is not for children. Hmm. But this was an absolute lie. (laughs) So, after he said this, he then went and wrote this play over a weekend, like, so over two days, then got a mate of his to translate it into German, (laughs) which is what he showed equity so, Equity withdrew the objections. They were fine with it. Yeah, no, fair enough. It's originally a German play. You know, you go ahead uh, with your actress. Now, this, uh, this actress, this Ellen uh, Schwanecker, she'd left Germany because of the rise of the Nazis. This is, 19, yeah, this is 1939. Um, but then she received word back from Germany saying that they wanted her to perform in a revival of her most famous play out there because Adolf Hitler was a big fan of her. So, quite understandably, she didn't want to go back. So, William Castle takes this opportunity with both hands. He sent a telegram stating she would not be returning to grease the wheels of the Nazi war machine. And, anyway, she was starring in a new production of This Is Not For Children at the Stony Creek Theatre, directed (laughs) by William Castle. This then got leaked to the newspapers. Yeah, right. Uh, but then William Castle started advertising the, the star of his play as the girl who said no to Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's the best bit: the theatre got vandalised by Nazi uh, by like uh, Nazi sympathisers and like swastikas painted over the walls and everything. I mm. mean, um, it didn't. That was William Castle. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the play was huge.
1: How Just, can you not love uh, that? that I
0: mean, mm. it is. It's, I mean, when you when I read that, I was like, the stuff with the vibrating seats and the life insurance policy suddenly seems quite tame. <laughs> you know, I mean, but it is. He was. Um, Those. Uh, well, thingy John Waters always says he's like he's considered he's like a carnival barker. Yeah. Sort of type. You know, he's a salesman. He sells you his movies, he, but he also uh, produced *Rosemary's Baby*. Yes. Yeah, did know that. But apparently what happened was, is again, he mortgaged his house and bought the rights to the book um, because he wanted to do a prestigious a- A-list movie, mm. basically. And obviously in the 70s it was looking more that uh, sort of way that you could do horror like that. Yeah. Um, so he struck a deal with Paramount, but Paramount, because it was William Castle, didn't want him directing mm. because they were like, oh, he's a bit of a schlock director. Yeah, yeah. So they insisted on... Roman Polanski directing it, which is ironic later on because it's sort of like I think William Castle's less problematic, yes. and we are talking about a man who faked a Nazi sympathisers attack, <laughs> but still he's got a better rep. Yes. in the end, but um, Wait, but what did Roman Polanski do uh, Roman Polanski uh, statutory rape of a f- I think thirteen or fourteen year old girl and then fled America. Basically, his trial was turning into a fucking circus. And basically whatever happened, he was going down for it. Mm-hmm. But he did do it, so he's a brick. <laughs> So it's, it's sort of... It's it's one of those ones where, uh, again, Hollywood seemed to be a bit sort of like, oh, you know, well, mm, ah, and it's like, no, he did fucking do it. Yeah. Mm. You know, Rosemary Baby's great, and yes, I'm very sorry that your wife and her friends got murdered by Charles Manson. But he did still do it, yes. so, you know, The
1: thing is, well, I, 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 um. um what was the other film with his that I really liked? Um The Fearless Vampire Killers. Killers yeah. Really enjoyed that film.
0: Yeah. But then these are all pre that. I mean yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. I, I mean if it, it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a stretch to use as a sale pitch that it's uh, pre Pow. Yeah but yeah. it still is. Um Rosemary's Babies actually filmed outside the same hotel where John Lennon got shot. Mm. But so anyway, so William Castle ends up cameoing in the film and he produced it. Uh, so like I said John Waters is a big fan I didn't know this he plays William Castle you know that Feud the thing that's uh, it's the guy people who did American Horror Story have done a thing called Feud Hmm. only the first series so far and it's about Joan Crawford and Bette Davis doing whatever happened to Baby Jane right, so it's it's Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon playing Joan and Bette and it's about them like uh, like basically, the fact they hate each other's fucking guts. I
1: need to watch the
0: film and then watch the show. Yeah. I Yeah, it's it's uh, well, I mean the the film's just brilliant, and yeah, I haven't got round to the series yet, but I am going to be, I am going to watch, I am going to be watching it. But apparently, yeah, John Waters appears in it as William Castle. Actually, at the what I was saying about Homicidal. Hmm. So when Joan Crawford's promoting Homicidal,
1: he's there as William Castle, Weaver, which is just nice, brilliant, yeah. Um, while we're on the subject, I do want to bring up, um, I've seen, so, after we did our Carry On Screaming episode, and we were talking about Fenella Fielding, mm. um, and we discussed that uh, William Castle had remade Old Dark House with, oh, yes, yeah. Uh, with Fenella Fielding. I did track down a copy of it in a box set, as I say, with mm. Homicide, who I believe is in there, I think 13 Ghosts is in there, I think there's a couple more, um, well, that's I watched, um, Yeah, Old Dark House. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Oh, cool! Um, it's got very much got that sixties psychedelic colouring to it. Everything's nice. very bright, pink and green. Quality string rappers, yes, yeah, yeah, precisely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, really good film. I really enjoyed it. Oh, cool! It. So yeah, well worth a watch.
0: That I really, I do need to check that out because yeah, old dark house is great, and so is Willie the Castle, and so is another film. Yes, yeah, no, I'm definitely watching that. Uh, Robert Zemeckis, the uh, the uh, director. Of, what did Robert Zemeckis do? Back to the Future, possibly, and he's uh, quite a few films. Uh, but he formed the company Dark Castle Entertainment initially just to remake William Castle films, <laughs> um, which is where you get the remake of House on Haunted Hill from 1999. Yep, with Jeffrey Rush and the 2001 Thirteen
1: Ghosts. Yep, um, but after Let that, dire film, unfortunately. After
0: that, they've just gone off and done. Um, they've just did other films I think yeah. so they've not gone back to doing William Castle um, Joe Dante's film Matinee features John Goodman as a director who's basically William Castle it's all the same sort of thing Of I think in that he actually electrifies the seats which might be where that well, mix up yeah. comes in because yeah I saw I saw it online where they were saying oh no it is it was vibrating not an electrical current but it is a myth like it's it's a commonly held that it was yeah. he electrified the seats, but yeah. Um and yeah, and this is this is just brilliant. Um Alfred Hitchcock, hmm. because he saw how much William Castle and Roger Corman were making on like sort of exploitation B movies, hmm. that's why he made psycho. Okay. <laughs> Wow, basically because it was like, hang on, you get a fucking good return on this. Yeah, and as long as you've got a hook, you can do it. You know, yeah, and that's really where Psycho is born from. It's wow. just
1: he was like he. That was Hitchcock's William Castle film. Um, you saying about Matinee as well? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the eighties, <coughs> believe it's eighties movie, Popcorn. Yeah. Um, have you seen Popcorn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's So. They have the film director and they have the big yes. film day mm. and they've all got they've all every film's got a hook, but they're all based on William Castle one. Yes. So like it's a giant mosquito that goes across the Yeah thing and all yeah. So they, they totally take that idea of Yeah you know, adding something into every film um yeah and bring and I love popcorn with Dee Wallace. It's such a such a good film. That is a great film. That is a really great film.
0: <laughs> Not For Everyone did it recently as well, didn't it? Yes, they, they did, yeah. yes, yes.
1: And, I'm very pleased that they did that, because yeah. I love that movie, and I don't think it gets as much credit as it deserves, really. It doesn't really, no. A um, couple of things turned up. Elvira's favourite horror film.
0: Oh, is it really? Apparently so. Wow. Well. Uh, the film's now in public domain, because yes. someone fucked up and didn't renew the copyright. So that's why it turns up in every single... Version, or, And also, like Night of the Living Dead, it's a bit of a staple of turning up in other films.
1: Yeah, if someone's got a TV on and they're watching a horror film, it's yeah. going to be Night of the Living Dead or this. Yeah. yeah, unless you
0: can afford the thing from another world.
1: Yes. So and I, I suspect that might have gone into copyright
0: problems as well. Yeah. Um, I had to work it out. Uh, $10,000 would be around $86,594 today. Okay or in real money mm-hmm. uh 66,824 okay. which I'm not going to refuse for a night's work no so mm-hmm. but I think it's just 10 grand has such a better ring to it yeah than that I mean now I'm assuming they would have to push it around like three quarters of a million or something like yeah, that yeah. It? which it, which would technically be less actually but you know it was sort of just to create a round figure I suppose but yeah Yeah, I
1: think in the remake it was a million dollars each mm. was I think it, it I is, think. yeah.
0: And actually, I mean really the remake doesn't really alter that much,
1: it's just slightly uh obviously the effects are slightly better. And it does make it a supernatural end. It does actually. Yeah. Um, which which it didn't in the and I quite liked that, if I'm mm. if I'm honest. And
0: also it did feature uh the first film I saw address mobile phones, I think like the really? first horror film to address mobile phone
2: just because what to stop the signal or something no yeah because
0: they um like when they it's say shutters yeah that's what car, it is they put that. all the shutters down over yeah. the windows and they say right you're locked in and everyone's like fuck that I'll just ring for a car I'll ring mm-hmm. the police and then they find that the shielding has fucked the signal so no one can get a signal out mm. but again it was like oh wow you know this is a, a film uh, This was. I think it was the first time I saw a, certainly uh, well actually a print probably any film address that where it's
1: like why don't you just fucking ring why don't you just use your mobile and Jeffrey Rush was good in that as well obviously he playing the Vincent Price he didn't do a complete copy like he didn't mimic Vincent Price but he had the moustache and everything he so, has the look
0: yeah and he does it pretty well I think. Yeah. yeah there's also um, this is co-directed by a lady named Rosemary Horvath hmm. and this is literally her only entry on IMDb I cannot find anything about
1: her. Wow.
0: I'm, I spent, um, I mean, I don't know, probably, probably I would say a good like hour and a half's worth of digging. Yeah. Online, to the point where I'm going through census records <laughs> in an attempt to find this person to even link to maybe what else she did. Yeah. Nothing. Wow. So I don't know what That's unbelievable. So I don't know what the story is there, because the weirdest thing is is it says it like it comes up on IMDb, she's uncredited on the film, you know, and it's but it's documented on IMDb that yes. she's there. So is it an alias? I don't know, it may well be, but even then I can't see any connection, any connection another, again. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. it's the weirdest thing for someone who's uncredited to get that credit, but without me being able to find any explanation whatsoever. The nearest, the nearest I could find to it was people mentioning her in articles about female directors of horror. But again, they're just literally just saying she co directed with William Castle and that's it. You don't hear. How strange. Yeah, and it's just the weirdest fucking thing because it was like you. I thought, you know, maybe you'd sort of like. A lot of these things you look at it and it's like someone who's a director may have worked in the effects department, the art department, costume. Yeah, one
1: attempt at being involved. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? Or it might even be sort of like, you know, a lot of the time, you know, the people will be because they're doing second unit or they're the effects guys or just something like that. And yeah, just literally, this is the only film that she's credited with and I cannot find anything else about her apart from she co-directed House on Haunted Hill and didn't receive a credit for it. So whether she ended up in the bleeding acid, I don't know. But it's, yeah, she probably put an anti-Semitic tweet out or something. (laughs) She's been been taken off it because she she once wrote a letter in which she referred to a child as a shit. (laughs) And, you know, that's been held up as evidence of her rampant (laughs) paedophilia. So And yet, Roman Polanski, no... You know, he's still directing films. Wonder if they'll get him in at Disney. (laughs) um, Other films that came out that year, it's all a bit fucking mad. Because all these films feel like they're from about eight different eras. Oh, really? Um, Anatomy of a Murder, Ben Hur, Carry On Nurse and Carry On Teacher, Rio Bravo, The Disney Sleeping Beauty, uh, North by Northwest, Some Like It Hot. Suddenly, last summer, journey to the centre of the earth
1: with with Doug McClure. So this is clearly like the crossover where stuff is still being made in black and white, and some is being made in colour. Yeah, and some of it's being made in really
0: garish colour, and some of it's being made in quite art, you know, quite artfully done and stuff. And the the bat, the Vincent Price, the bat is there. Yeah, that's a great movie. Uh, I'm alright Jack. Look back in anger. You know, all these sort of ones that are half. Half of them are classics, and half of them are sort of bargain basement classics. Yeah. Um, in terms of horror films, you've got two from Roger Corman: A Bucket of Blood and The Wasp Woman. Plan Nine from Outer Space.
1: The How f- can that come out the same year? The
0: same year. So the same year, <laughs> Plan Nine from Outer Space is the same year as House on Haunted Hill, North by Northwest, Ben Hur, uh, The Tingler. Obviously, like I said, um, there's a f- and Hammer have some films. Uh, the Hand of the Baskervilles, Man <laughs> Who Could Cheat Death, The Mummy. Um and there's also a film that I really just want to see called Terror is a Man which is like a US Filipino co production that looks just
1: fucked up. Weird. Yeah. That that hammer, Hand of the Baskervilles, is so good. But again, that the same year as Plan Nine, that seems Yeah you- bizarre.
0: Yeah, that doesn't they don't feel like they're on the same fucking planet. Like no. alone the like same they feel
1: f- like they're at least 15, 20 years apart. Yeah. Like how could you possibly be running both? But, but yeah, so 1959 really is like, does seem to be this sort of absurd crossover
0: point of sort of between modern and past, hmm. and even the modern that is now the past. Of course it fucking does, that's just the moment. <laughs> it's been a long day I know what you meant I I was up at 3 o'clock in the morning watching Galaxy of Terror I don't know what's (laughs) happening anymore
1: but yeah it's just such a sort of weird um, mixture it's it's odd like you I don't know I suppose in my mind of course there there was a point between black and white and colour where not Hmm. everything would have been shot in it but yeah it's strange to think that you have films in the same year so like like you say the hand of the Baskervilles is really bright over the top that really mm. early Technicolor North by Northwest doesn't feel like that at all it's no. really subdued and really nice looking yeah and then you've got this in black and white all coming yeah, out of the, the and yeah. yeah. and it's just yeah it's, it's very just, it's, and, and Plan 9 yeah Plan 9 <laughs> I mean Plan 9 was always going to look cheap whichever era it came out in yeah. but it's just a weird one you need to see that at some point Chris mm. um, Plan 9 from Outer Space directed and written by Ed Wood in which um, aliens come down and decide to attack the Earth by bringing the dead back to life. Okay. Uh, in a very... And so they... So Edward befriended... There's a film about Edward starring Johnny Depp. I thoroughly suggest you watch it because it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Edward befriended... Uh, Bella Lugosi right at the end of his life Mm. and he was going to be in Plan 9 but all they ever did was some screen tests so there's a couple of just shots of him randomly walking around not doing anything that get incorporated in the film because he then died before they shot it so what they then did was replace the character with a guy who looks absolutely nothing like him but holds a cloak up over his face the whole time. Yeah, the top half of him <laughs> looks like Bela Lugosi.
0: From the nose down, he looks a fuck-all like that. And it was actually his wife's chiropractor. But, yeah, so he gets him to do the famous sort of Dracula cape look, and that's how they... They <laughs> pull the rest of the film on. Yeah, with 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 Tor Johnson, a former wrestler, yeah. and Vampira, who is essentially the original Elvira. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: like, just a horror show host. And, yeah, it's... I mean, it's... Is something else, isn't it? It is. It is. Have you seen the follow up as well? There is no, a, there no. is a second part. Pop- I can't for the life of me remember what I haven't seen that. Head much. Head much. It would to be honest? I think I've, I've seen
0: Bride of the Atom or Bride of the Monster.
1: Bride of the Monster. Yeah, with Bella Lugosi. With Bella Lugosi. I've
0: seen all the, I've seen the Lugosi ones. Glen or Glenda. Um, you know, I've, I've seen some, but I'd, uh, I'd never got I never got towards the end where it was basically soft called porn.
1: I got a couple of those I believe mm. but again like oh, no, I watched st- All of the Dead that was quite good one. one of them I can't remember what it was I bought it because it was an Ed Wood film and it turned up cheap somewhere so I bought it and when I got it home it's effectively just go-go dancing in a graveyard So yeah that would be Orgy of the Dead yes yeah, yeah. I've got that upstairs but yeah <laughs> I think I got about 10 minutes in and was like oh it's not actually a film it's just it's go-go. not that good poem it's go-go dancers in different Halloween outfits really mm. which, which sounds more entertaining than it unfortunately was yeah
0: Now, the house on Haunted Hill um, is the Ennis Brown House in Los Angeles, Mm. um, designed by the architect Frank Lloyd Wright, who did so many other buildings and
2: like the Guggenheim Museum and lots Mm. of stuff. certainly an interesting looking...
0: Yeah, Mm. it's been in loads of films and a Ricky Martin video. (laughs) Um,
2: Wait, was the inside of the house that was... That, the, the, the inside of the, of the house was the set, yeah, yeah. and okay. they
0: and actually, I thought I hadn't I sort of because I'm because I'm being aware of the house, like the exteriors. Mm. They've obviously cast the that unique sort of look. I that inside and put, and to put make them it inside, look. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's um, it's Rick Deckard, uh, Rick Deckard's uh, apartment block in Blade Runner. Ah, so
1: oh, that's where I've seen it. And,
0: because I had, I, had, I had another quick look, because I'd just put down loads of films and I mentioned that one. Um, Karate Kid Part 3,
1: apparently, is in that. No, that was what it was. Because, <laughs> because I recently rewatched the whole of Cobra Kai yeah. series, and I then went back and rewatched the three movies, and that was what it was. I yeah. saw it and went, It's a house on Haunted Hill. Oh yeah. my god. There yeah. you go. Yes, yeah, so it's Karate Kid Part 3, and. Um, it's also in a
0: film called "Day of the Locust," which is William Castle's last acting role, uh, playing a director of a film within a film. Okay. but he did do he sort of uh, apart from his own stuff, he sort of acted in a couple of films as well. Again, I think it was just because of
1: how much people love William Castle. Yes, so. and deservedly so. I mean he made mm. so much of an effort off screen mm. to to make sure that everything worked. I mean, I think script-wise as well, there's a lot of...
0: It has a pretty modern feel in terms of the sort of humour, I think, of this. Definitely. You know, especially him and uh, Vincent Price and his wife sniping.
2: Yeah, so I was going to say, Vincent Price, he did play a good combination of uh, quite cheeky, and maybe that is his normal thing, but there's always an element of um, humour in what he's doing it seems mm. he
0: always seems to be even, no matter how evil he's being at least mm. he seems to be enjoying it yeah. yeah
1: it's never a slog
0: for Vincent mm. you know.
1: I think that's what I like you can always see him you can always see that he's enjoying everything he does yeah. I, so I think that's why I can always watch him mm. in anything even mm. the films that I'm less fond of um, yeah of which there aren't many to be honest Mask of the Red Death I'm probably less of a fan of uh, you
0: know but. Of, oh, I mean of the post cycle it's probably one of the lessers to be honest yeah. yeah
1: but again even in that he just just him strutting around in mm. tights being a dick to everybody like you don't need a story to follow that you can just watch no. it quite happily <laughs> well, I think that's the thing as well is he just he, he is a very
0: charismatic person to watch mm. you know he he exudes star uh, but unfortunately, he decided to use that mostly in
1: horror yeah you know but how can somebody with that much talent just have, like, he's one of those people who, I know we gushed about him on the Tales of Terror episode. I was going to say, yeah, if, if people want to hear more about Vincent Price, go to <laughs> yeah. that episode, because we fucking... It was the longest episode by a long, <laughs> long way, just because we talked about Vincent Price yeah. But, much we Well, him.
0: we talked about Vincent Price, Roger Corman, mm. um, Peter Lorre, Edgar Allan
1: Poe. Um, it had everything Yeah, just keep us going for ages. Um, but yeah, he just comes across as such a thoroughly nice, genuine gentleman. But mm. yeah, you just, you, yeah, he you can't get can't help but get wrapped up in watching him. Really, yeah. It? I think Carol Omhart, who plays his wife, mm.
0: really holds her own. Yes, she does with, with him because because I mean it's difficult to be. Because it's such a strong presence, and I presume it's mm. quite difficult, but I think she does a really good job in this. I don't think I've seen
1: her in anything else, but she is so... Oh, God, yes, she, she is in She turns Spider up Baby. in Spider-Baby. Do you know what? It's funny you say that. Only last night... Mm. <clears throat> I can't remember how it came up. We were talking about something, and I remember thinking, I'm going to dig Spider-Baby out, and I'm going to watch it at some point this week, I think, Um but yeah, you're right, she is. Yeah, a she's, the, she's the horrible, she's the arsehole relative. Yeah, kids. who ends up running around in her nightie in the outside in the middle of the night. For yeah, mind you. Well, and she not just like, she was like this, you know.
0: It's a, it's a very similar sort of thing. Um, Lance Schroeder, um, the guy, um, it was a guy called Richard Long. Hmm. He is the voice of Herman Munster in the cartoon TV movie, Mini Monsters. Didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, apparently it's like some, from what I gather, it was like part of some series that was just like one-off movies. Okay. You know, a bit like how sort of Columbo and that sort of thing started out, where they'd just yeah. do like a, a movie of the week type thing, but it was a TV movie. But yeah, one of them was an animated version of the Monsters. Only, okay. pers- only person from the Monsters who's on there is Grandpa. Like Al Lewis. I might just see if I can find
1: a copy of that. Though. I
0: would imagine, yeah. But yeah, so he, yeah, I saw that and I thought I had to write that one, definitely had to write that one down. Uh, Ruth Bridges uh, is Julie Mitchum, who's Robert Mitchum's sister. Ah. Uh, and uh, Watson Pritchard,
1: uh, Elisha Cook. He is in so much stuff. Cause I've definitely seen him in other stuff, but he's one of those people, I've definitely seen him, but I can't picture any of it. Yeah, he,
0: in the Maltese Falcon, he's brilliant, because he's just bullied so mercilessly by Humphrey Bogart. Because he's he's meant to be this hired, he's like the hired henchman. Hmm. Uh, but Humphrey Bogart just comes in, and hands, uh, like he comes in, he brings him in crying, hands He's guns over to his boss and says, yeah, sorry, yeah, crippled newsboy took them off him <laughs> and just keeps pitching at him the <laughs> whole time. Um, he's in The Big Sleep. Um, he's in Rosemary's Baby. Uh, he's the building manager, Mr. Nicholas. Uh, he's in The Night Stalker, the Kolchak. He's yep. in The Haunted Palace with Vincent Christ. The really ah, courtney. yeah. Um, he's in Salem's Lot, Black Killer, uh The Killing... Voodoo Island, and a film I really want to see called Messiah of Evil that looks really good. Okay. And then just pretty much the entire of American TV, including he was a recurring character called Francis Ice Pick Hofstetter in Magnum PI. Oh, nice. I know. Again, just these things. These things just occur to (laughs) you know. But yeah, but I think he he has a tendency to play. That type very well of sort of like weak, weaselly sort of people. Yeah. And, um, well, he does it well. I mean, it must. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I wonder if it does it. I mean, fuck it, it's your bank balance, who cares. Yeah. But, you know, there must be a. Because uh, there's a guy, I can't remember his name. He's, he's He was one of the double tape brothers in Harry Enfield's television yeah. programme, basically the one who wasn't Harry Enfield. Yes. And then for ages, I kept seeing him as perv murderers. In a series of cop shows like Cracker, Touch of Frost, just like just loads of stuff, and I'm, I was, it I'd begin it so well, yeah, that, I begin to start asking, yeah. what are people seeing in me where they've just immediately thought creepy killer? Um, but not not even in a good sense, like really sort of like you know like child murders and things like that, yeah. just sort of like really sort of horrible, horrible underhanded, yeah, sort of pieces of shit, and it's like, do I come across that badly? You'd be asking the wife. <laughs>
1: She wouldn't reply. She's not living. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I totally enjoyed that. I recommend that film to anybody, um, especially for those who possibly don't get on so well with black and white stuff. Yeah, um, I don't
0: think I don't I don't think that comes into it really because it's too it, and it cracks on at a nice pace. There's no yeah. For,
2: an hour and fifteen. It's over really quickly. Well, oh, that's really funny you said that because if you'd asked me, I would not be able to remember if it was black and white or not. Oh, really? Why is that? That's strange. That's good, though, that it mm, has got to, to such that? a degree that you don't notice that anymore. That seems mm. weird. <laughs> I, I, cannot, I, I, almost, I almost certainly remember parts of that being in colour. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen... I feel like you're, like... No, no no no, 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 <gasps> have, you seen,
0: have you seen the, the remake? Maybe that's where you're getting that from, or... i think got
1: the story of the remake so completely different. Yeah. You I would have thought mm. even the blood was dripping. No, it was right. all just black. Mm. Yeah. Um,
0: well, there we go. Highly yeah. recommended in that it will appear in colour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and Chris isn't even drinking today. Oh, no. so, yeah. I'll be putting my water. <laughs> <laughs> um, just his penis. Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> so, next episode, what are we going to cover? Uh, well, so what did we mention? We mentioned a stone tape. We mentioned, did uh, mentioned Dark Song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned uh, Ghost Stories. Ghost Stories. Yep. Um, we've mentioned Spider Baby. and we have. Um, I don't know. What
0: do you fancy? Chris? What do you fancy, Chris? Well,
2: you definitely did a good job of of selling Dark Song earlier. Mm. And cool, oh, I'm not up for that. Like oh, I, I said, did. you know, I was tempted to watch The Witch again. So if it's got Oh, if you're tempted to watch
1: that, The Witch again, I would say that Dark, Dark Song, Song. could yeah. be, yeah. All right. Then. Excellent, right. So, in a fortnight's time we shall reconvene and uh, and watch a dark song. And what, what year was what year is it? Two thousand
0: and thirteen? Okay, so we're coming back to yeah. modern yeah. times.
2: And also
1: and also, also I'll tell you what, the research has got to, got to be a breeze, there's only two people in it. Yeah yeah. <laughs> 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 um yeah, excellent, fantastic, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, so uh, please go and watch a dark song before our next episode. Um I'm sure you'll enjoy it or just treat yourself and watch a dark song even if you're not coming back for the <laughs> next episode yeah, watch just, a dark song just definitely go and see it um, yeah uh, thanks ever so much for listening um, you know where to find us we're at Welcome to Horror on Instagram uh, we're on SoundCloud if you want to message us on there uh, info at welcomethorror.com um, yeah and other than that we'll see you in a fortnight for a dark song and, ask, and hashtag ask welcome to Horror. hashtag yeah. ask welcome to horror. thank you Good night. No. no.